Welcome to the Encourage Her Community Podcast. I'm Joe, your co-host here at Encourage Her. Welcome to the community. We are women who choose to encourage. In a world full of critics, we need more encouragers. Let's get some encouragement today. Happy Monday. Good morning, Encourage Our Community Podcast. This is Sarah Goldstein, and I'm going to be your host today. We are doing our conversation podcast today, and we are in the month of May, and we are studying the essence of Eve. Last week, if you listened in, Joanne was doing a podcast talking about water and all the differences of water and how we can be calm waters, we can be life-giving waters, but sometimes at times we can be chaotic waters. We can be causing turmoil and just be tumultuous waters. And today's conversation is talking about how can we reset? How can when we feel like maybe we have all this chaos in our lives and maybe there's turmoil, how do we reset and come back to being women who are giving life and have the living water flowing through us? I was thinking about this podcast today, and I'm actually really excited for this conversation um, and the woman that's here to talk about it today. And the words that came into my spirit were education and enlightenment and how when we are in being encouragers, we also need education and enlightenment to know that there's more out there for us. We're here to encourage you that there's other ways out there for you to find peace and that there's hope out there for you um, and that there's people out there that are willing to support you and be your community in your journey of resetting your life and finding peace. So without further ado, I'm going to invite um, invite my guest, Carissa, to introduce herself. Hi, guys. Good morning or afternoon whenever you hear this. My name is Carissa Eisenbaugh. I am a mom of three Um, a five-year-old and twin three-and-a-half-year-olds. So mostly I'm a stay-at-home mom, but also in the last year I took on the role as Women's Ministry Director of Celebrate Recovery here at Fellowship Community Church. Um, And it's just a joy to be able to constantly work on my recovery and giving back to those who are still seeking to find peace and rest in their lives. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you here. So a little backstory um, as we were doing research for these podcasts and, you know, I'm watching different sermons out there. I was watching a sermon titled like how to reset your life. And it was by Rick Warren. Um, and in this sermon, he had a woman come up, a guest come up to share her story and she had a CR shirt on and she's sharing her story. And I was like, wow, I think this is awesome. Like I just, it was a beautiful presentation of the church and the pastors and just talking about like, sometimes in life we need a big reset. So that kind of really just inspired my heart of like, I really would love CR to be shared on this podcast too. We have this ministry in our own church here at FCC, if you're local. And I know Carissa and I know she's the leader. So I was like, let's have a conversation because whether you're in CR or if you're in another recovery program or if you've never tried it, I think personally that we're all in recovery because of sin, right? There's so many different levels and we're all needing to recover our peace and our joy daily um, because sin has entered our life. So can you just give us a little um, understanding, Carissa, of what is it that we're working through when we come into CR? Like understand there's like habits and hangups and what would somebody coming in be offered? Um, So initially, coming to CR sometimes is the hardest decision to make because you're not sure if 
anyone there is going to understand what you're going through or where you're coming from. You might feel alone or isolated in whatever is in your life that's causing you to have that hurt or deal with a habit that you just can't seem to get over or break on your own. Um, And I'm here to assure you that you will find your people and your community. Um, We call each other in a a forever family because God is the one that unites us forever in his um, healing ministry that he does so well through Celebrate Recovery. And um, even if it takes bringing a friend just so that you have a buddy to come in or contacting me ahead of time, um, you can email me through the church's website. Um, I'm listed on fellowshipsj.org, or you could contact the office and leave a voicemail that'll get sent right to me. Um, And I can give you a call back directly just so that you know someone familiar when you walk in those doors. Having a familiar face or friend um, is probably the most crucial thing if you think that you're alone. So bringing that support system is definitely encouraged, Um, whatever that looks like, mom, friend, spouse, um, whoever you might think will help you get through those doors because that's the first and hardest step is coming out of the isolation that you believe that you're alone Um, you will not be rejected. There is a place for you. We have a group for you and we will get you plugged in and set up with a community of people who will just love on you and encourage you where you're at, not where you want to be. Um, because realistically, if we were all perfect, nobody would need recovery. Mm -hmm. But, um, this restoration journey is a lifelong journey. Um, and, Part of that is through Celebrate Recovery. And for some people, that's just a season. And some people, that becomes more long-term and giving back. Um, It's just whatever the Lord prompts your heart to do through your own healing. Um, And that's a really fun part of the journey that you get to at the end um, that is the fruit of your healing. Mm, So good. Um, I think it's so important to know that healing is available, right? Like healing from whatever is ailing your soul or whatnot. And we had kind of talked about, um, you shared in the insanity cycle of how mm-hmm. like sometimes we have these habits where we just, we know you keep falling into that, right? Like you you get yourself all motivated, like I'm not going to blow up on my kids anymore. I'm not going to be that angry person or whatnot, but you keep finding yourself in that habit pattern or I'm not going to, whatever that next thing is, but you keep finding that. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk a little bit about like that insanity cycle and what that might look like and how there is different ways out of that. Yeah. So um, for us, the definition of insanity that we use at CR is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Um, You're not going to be able to produce new results from doing the same tried method over and over again. So what we help you do is navigate out of whatever denial or whatever maybe you don't even know you're quite struggling with. We help you identify where you are in your recovery journey. Um, We help you show you that you might feel powerless, but you actually need to be powerless in order to let the Holy Spirit work in and through you. And then we help you navigate through new coping mechanisms or healing tools that allow you to take steps and make a new path that will get you out of that same well-worn path you're used to. Um, Coping skills are so necessary in recovery Everyone has coping skills, whether or not they realize it, and it's just finding the ones that are the healthiest route for you to continue your healing journey versus falling back into ones that end up causing hurt and pain for you or those around you. I love that because I think it's true. It's like replacing good habits, like, you know, acknowledging it's it's just a habit. Like, Mm -hmm. I love that that's one of the taglines they use. Like, what is it? It's habits 
hangups and hurts and hurts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it's so true. Like we have these habits that we can just fall into the rut of and you, it's like, how do I stop being me? These are my habits. How do we stop? But it's like, really, it's just a choice that you kept making. And there's always an opportunity to make different choices. And Mm -hmm. when you make different choices, you get different results. But in your groups, there's an accountability there. It sounds like where it's like, sometimes it's hard to see our own habits, Mm -hmm. right? But there's some accountability that can come in. Right. Right. There at Celebrate Recovery, we're never going to fix you. That's not our job. God's job is to heal you. Our job is to encourage you, um, to love on you where you're at. And so when you walk into those rooms, you will hear women or men sharing and giving some of their most vulnerable moments out in the open because in sharing that, whatever that shame or fear or just struggle is, you realize that there is a whole bunch of uniting that happens in that. There is a, a growth that happens where we're building bridges to each other and we're letting each other know that like, I'm struggling too. You're not alone. There are things that, you know, someone else has gone through and they found ways to to make the change. And there's ways to connect with those people and see where the growth has happened and how it's happened over time. Um, because you didn't get into whatever rut it was overnight. So it's going to take time and commitment to get out of it as well. Building new habits um, or new <clears throat> new paths is, is definitely a time-sensitive thing where the more work you put into it, the more growth you're going to see come out of it. Just like if you were gardening or if you were, you know, tending to something. A tree doesn't grow overnight. But if you start planting that seed, you're going to see it grow over time. Mm, I love that imagery, Krista, because I've been in this. I mean, I love the idea of blooming mm-hmm. and growing and just what gardens represent. Because I think um, I think the world promotes so much of like instant, right? Like instantly you can take your, way, your pain away by taking this pill or instantly you can get mm-hmm. results if you do this. And this, we are so chasing the instant, Mm -hmm. but we are, as believers, called to renew our minds against what the world is telling us. So I think what the word tells us is to trust that there's seasons, that there's things take time and that there's Mm -hmm. value in being patient and trusting like this long process sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yes, miraculous, but sometimes it's longer or whatnot. And I've had this phrase that keeps coming up is the seeds of legacy. And it sounds so like, oh, the seeds of legacy. But it's this idea of like small little things you're doing can be building towards your legacy. And what is that legacy that you're choosing to build, right? Like, is this a legacy that honors God? Is it a legacy that promotes self? You know, that's just this idea that I've been thinking about is little steps. And I think that's... um I know I, there was a phrase when I was in therapy, I had to really struggle with overcoming depression and anxiety in a season. So I've done therapy. I had beautiful mentors in my life or whatnot. And I think addiction sometimes can be emotional, right? Maybe it's not a substance, but I was emotionally kind of addicted to self-pity and um, just different things. And that was a new understanding for me that you could be addicted to emotions. Um, but the therap- one of the therapists was talking about just for today, Sarah, like just for today, choose to be present just for today, choose to focus on things that are bringing more peace into your life or joy. And that has carried through. And I find myself maybe yet again, struggling with some emotions. I'm like, okay, just for today, mm-hmm. <laughs> just for today, we're gonna make all the right choices. We're gonna move our body. We're gonna drink the water. We're gonna read the Bible. We're gonna stay connected. We're gonna find the accountability. So just for today, and I think that's part of um, what you guys offer too in CR. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, a lot of times we end our groups with what is the Serenity Prayer, and a key line in that is that we take 
We live one moment at a time, one day at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace. So, and knowing that there is going to be hard moments initially because you have to get through those hard moments in order to grow and have that healing. Um, A lot of CR isn't giving you a quick fix, like Sarah was saying. It's finding those roots or finding that trauma that has then caused you to have the coping skills that you do or seeing that family cycle of dysfunction and finding a way to break that and not be and be the generation that stops that perpetuating to further generations down. Um, and you don't even have to have children for that to be broken. It could be family members. There could be so much restoration that happens in your family just from you stepping away from broken patterns and cycles that aren't serving you. And so, yeah, healing is a process. It takes time, but it is something that is well worth the investment. Um, You can't put a price on health and wellness. Mm -hmm. And same thing with recovery. You can't put a price on your recovery, but the peace and joy that ends up coming out of it is priceless. And it's evident and people will see that in you and they'll want to know where it came from. And ultimately, it comes from Jesus Christ, our higher power and savior. Um, and CR is just a beautiful tool and way to get through to that. So good. So good. Um, it's just, I love this conversation. And I feel like, do you want to share a little bit about your own journey of how you have come through um, to finding peace and joy? Yeah. Um In a nutshell, I was raised in a a home that was full of faith um, but lacked grace. So legalism kind of ruled our home. Um, There was this idea that because we were pastor's kids, we were put on this pedestal of perfection. Like if everyone could be like their kids, if everyone could look like us, if we could do everything perfect, you know, we were the examples. Um, And I figured out really quickly that I didn't measure up or I felt like I couldn't. And so instead of trying to attain it, I just gave up and ran the opposite direction. Mm -hmm. Um, There was some um, childhood abuse that happened as well through a family friend that led to a lot of shame and guilt and just not really having the understanding of what had happened or why it happened. Um, Moving into like high school years, just lots of acting out and bitterness because of the hurt that had happened, thinking that God and my parents hadn't protected me. Um, and just having a lot of um, negative feelings towards the church for what I was seeing inside happening that my own life that I couldn't figure out how to heal from because I wasn't willing to share or be open mm-hmm. or have someone that I felt safe with to talk about you know deep, heavy emotions. Um, so that led into just years of um, living like how the world said to live, chasing after, you know, partying, drinking, promiscuous behavior. Um, I was addicted to being in relationships and needing to be needed or wanting to be wanted. Um, I so desperately wanted to be loved that I would trade my love and my heart for attention from men. And it just further perpetuated more hurt and more anger and more unforgiveness because they weren't what I was designed to crave. God is, mm-hmm. but I wasn't seeking God. Um, and it wasn't until I got sober that I was able to really see that chasing after relationships was what was keeping me also in an alcoholic pattern um, and that I didn't need the alcohol to have fun or to be cool or to enjoy my life. Um, and that I also, when I was sober, made much different decisions in my dating life. Um 
And through that, God used my dad living out his cancer journey to bring me back to him. And I, in the midst of walking through and into recovery, I did it for, I tried to do it on my own and it didn't work. I had several relapses because I didn't have the accountability. I didn't have the community and I didn't have the healing I needed in order to make that happen. I wasn't, I still wasn't willing to share and to confess the sins that I had. Um, And in Celebrate Recovery and getting involved with that, I built a community of people who I knew were going to hold me accountable, who who I knew were going to not judge me, but just love me, even if I messed up. And who, when I did relapse, pulled me right back in and got me back on my feet and said, we're going to get you through this because we know that you want to be sober. And I'm here living proof that God can do amazing things in a life. I'm over seven years sober. I'm married to a Christian man, now on staff at a church, leading a recovery ministry. Um, Things that God knew all along were going to happen, but I could have never seen happening 10 plus years ago in the midst of my own hurt and unforgiveness. And in that, there's just so much restoration that is still happening in my family. And I'm so thankful for God restoring the years the locusts have stolen. Oh, I have chills every year. <laughs> so good. I think uh, stories of hope are, I mean, they just stir hope inside of you. I know um, there's people out there listening today, even if it's just one person out there that just needed to hear your story today, just to know that there's hope on the other side of her. Mm-hmm. Um, and that our God, I'm looking at your arm, she has this beautiful tattoo that says redeemed. And our God is a redeemer. Our God is a restorer. Like he is the one that the devil comes and takes it, but he's going to give you double for that. And he wants to restore you. He wants to heal you. He wants to surround you with community. We were talking about how like you're missing a valuable part of your Christian life. If you're doing your Christian life alone, mm-hmm. you're designed for community. And uh, what was the verse? James five sixteen, mm-hmm. which we were butchering earlier, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically it says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you can be healed. So the healing happens through community. God always does the forgiveness part, but the true healing, even looking back at the disciples, they were healing because that was the community that was come, they were coming into and around. Um, God gave them that gift because that's where healing is meant to happen on this side of heaven. Um, and then the other side of heaven is the ultimate healing. But for that temporary or the smaller part of healing that's meant to happen on this side, it's through community with other believers in Christ. Yeah. And as Carissa mentioned, um, she is that community person. She's that leader here in this community at FCC. So if you are local, there is a resource for you. We know that sometimes it can be hard to find that, you know, like where, how do I find the therapist? How do I find the community? How do I find that person I can trust? Can be very overwhelming and very scary. And it can stop you from actually healing because you just, all you see is maybe a block in front of you. I don't have the time. I don't have the resources. I don't, I don't, but we're saying here today, there is a resource. There are resources out there. Even if you're not local, there's other resources out there Mm -hmm. and there's communities out there that are leaning into the hard stuff so that they can find the healing so that they can know that there's hope available for for them. So we hope that this conversation has been um, enlightening to you and encouraging to you and educating to you that there is hope and that our God is a redeemer and that at any moment in time, you can admit, 
I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And that's when the Holy Spirit will show up and give you the next step to take and help you make the next right choice. And that's the best place to say, saying, I don't know, but trusting that the Holy Spirit does know and he is willing to help you. Um, and he's there to heal you. So is there anything else you want to share with our community? Um Just that if you are in a place where you're tired of saying, I'm okay when you're not, like it's okay to not be okay at CR. You can come in and say that and you're not going to be expected to put on a happy face and fake it. Um, I think as women, we just have this innate feeling of thinking if I can just pretend enough to like let people know I'm okay just to hold it all together. Um, But we're not meant to hold it all together. Um, We're meant to do this together. And in that, you just need your people. Um, And we would love to be your people. Um, I would love to talk or meet with anyone um, locally. And I'll take a phone call for anyone that's not. And Celebrate Recovery is all over the country and world. So you could go on their website and you could find a Celebrate Recovery close to you. And you can walk in there and just be who you are, where you are. And God will use that and give you the hope and peace and restoration that you need. So good. And we will have Chris's information in the show notes. So you can click down there to get connected with her. Um, Chris, it has been such a joy to have you here. This has been a wonderful conversation. And you know what we say, if this encouraged you, encourage her, share this with her, like it, and just spread the hope that there is hope available. We hope you have a wonderful Monday and a great week. Love to you all. See you next Monday. Bye. Ladies, I am so honored that you chose to spend some time with me this morning. I hope and pray that the Word of God encouraged you and that you feel inspired to now get out into the world and be a woman who chooses to encourage. Remember, Encourage Her is a God-given, purpose-driven ministry. This podcast is for the taking. It's free for the sharing. Please share it with her. Also, remember to subscribe, like, and follow us on Instagram at Encourage Her Wellness for your daily quick encouragements throughout the week. From now till then, stay encouraged and choose to encourage her. I'll see you next Monday. Love to you all.